podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Uh, the Fin Fans Podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. We asked you guys for suggestions, and one of the topics that people came up with was rivalries. Uh, Michael Tennant made that suggestion, and we're going to go ahead and run with it. When defeating your hated rival, you earn bragging rights. If you live up in Boston, beating the Patriots is probably pretty important to you based on the geography that they'd probably be, you know, your most hated rival. But are they the team's most hated rival? That's where it gets tricky. As free agency has toned down rivalries, especially for teams like the Dolphins, who have had a difficult time competing at a high level. Uh, most of you who were born around 1980 are probably going to feel the Patriots are our biggest rival. I made a strong case against that, which I'll present to you shortly. Uh, that's not to suggest beating Belichick doesn't have its own emotional rewards. But first, let's explore what a rivalry is. Uh, a rivalry, uh, a synonym for it is a ball game, a battle, a competition, a conflict, a confrontation, contention, a dogfight, struggle, tug of war, and warfare. Uh, words that are closely related to rivalry are nail biter and showdown and clash and collision and discord and friction and controversy and dispute and dissension. What is a rivalry? What is it exactly? Well, to me, it's two teams that literally despise each other for whatever reason. They just despise each other. And throughout our history, there's one team that fits that description. Now, to illustrate that to you, I've broken down our, our uh, division opponents, and I've broken them down from um, 1966 to 2002, and then again from 2003 to 2019. And uh, let's talk about that for a minute. The Patriots, uh, over the first 36 years of our franchise, Miami won 44 games and lost 29. Uh, that's a 60% clip. Um, now, from 2003 to um, 2019, New England won 24 and Miami won 11. So the Patriots won at a 66% clip. So you could see that the, the competition was one-sided in, in each of those time segments. Now let's look at Buffalo. Buffalo, from 66 to 02, again, the same time period, uh, Miami was 47 and 30 against Buffalo. Uh, from 03 to 19, Buffalo was 20 and 14 against Miami. So with both of those teams, you see the disparity. When, when the Dolphins were good, they, they uh, dominated the series. And when the other team was at their peak, they dominated the series. But if you look at the Jets, you can throw records out the window, uh, literally. Um, from 66 to 02, uh, the Jets were 38 and 36 against Miami. And uh, from 03 to 19, the Jets won 17 and lost 17. So it doesn't matter which team was better. It doesn't matter where they were playing. It doesn't matter uh, what was at stake. These teams always battle each other close. And you really never know who was going to win. That, to me, is a rivalry. That's what a rivalry is all about. And what expands that even further is in Florida, and more specifically South Florida, uh, you have your transplanted New Yorkers. 
And if you've lived down there, you know that you're going to come across many Jet fans. It's just the way it is because these people move down there, uh, whether it be seasonally or whether it be, you know, for good. And they still wear their Jets colors and they still root for the Jets and the Jets are still their home team, even though they're living in South Florida. So, you know, that that brings a lot of confrontation and uh, it was always an exciting time when the, when the Jets visited the Orange Bowl. Uh, because <laughs> we used to count the number of Jet fans that were carried out of the game by the police. It's just the way it went. To me, that's a rivalry. You know, these teams hated each other. The fans hated each other. It, it was just always contentious, and it was always... Uh, let's go back to some of those words. It was a dogfight. It was a nail-biter. Uh, uh, you know, it was a battle. It, it Always. Uh, you know, it didn't matter what the records were. So to me... That's our biggest rival. Now, if you want to talk about the Patriots and you want to talk about Buffalo, there were times those teams, you know, really fit that description. Obviously, the Bills with uh, uh, Kelly and his teams, you know, and then the Marino and his teams, that was definitely a rivalry, you know, because the teams did hate each other and they did battle hard and it was contentious and it was it was a dogfight. And unfortunately, the Bills came out on top more times than not, but you can't you can't take away from the significance of those games. Uh, they were, you know, late in the season, it was usually for the division or they met in the playoffs and it was for elimination. And those, those were key contests. We really haven't had that with the Patriots. I mean, they did knock us out in 85, but generally speaking, we, we have not had that with the Patriots. You know, it's just been uh, one team beating on the other one pretty consistently. So that's the way I look at it. And, uh, We've got some other teams that are rivals, and uh, with me today, I've got some people who will uh, help me talk about those. Hey, Kirk, how are you? I'm pretty good, Mike. Everything's good. What do you think about the uh, Jets? I hate the Jets. <laughs> I hate the stinking Jets. I really think that, that you know, that, that's our major rivalry, um, going back to the beginning. And it doesn't matter, you know, like you said, it doesn't matter what team is better, what team is worse. What's on the line? You never really know who's going to win that football game. You just don't know. And we've seen some doozies. So, but as far as as far as main rivalries go, that's my main one. Lewis, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm right on page with you two, fellas. The uh, <laughs> tell us about some of those doozies, Lewis. Oh, some of the doozies. Well, our lifetime record against the Jets, fifty-five and fifty-three. So that's how tight it's been over what a fifty-year period. We're going back to what, about 1966? When did we start? 66. So, I mean, it's over. That's crazy. So, 55 and 53 with one tie. And among all those games, there has been just so many classics. You know, the um, championship game when we defeated them three times that season, 14 nothing. We beat them in that playoff game. Me and Mike, you know, Mike, we were, we were there. We, we saw, it. We, we sat. There was, what, about eight of us, and we sat in a row with just ponchos over us for basically five straight hours, and and we had the best time of our lives. I mean, honestly, it was fantastic. Um, that was a classic. Um, you know, the Monday night game where their tackle catches the ball at the end of the game and beats us when we have a 30-7 to lead at the half. Um, I don't remember what they what the Monday night miracle they called that game. You had the uh, clock game. With with Marino at the end when the we fake, were down, 
fake spike. We were down big. Uh, we, I think we were down 17 nothing and 24 to 6 in that game. And uh, Marino brought us back in the second half up in the Meadowlands. That was incredible. Another classic. The 48 to 45 game. You know, when Marino and O'Brien just kept going back. 51 45. 51 45, whatever it is. You know, yep. they put up a, a shitload of points and. Um, classics i mean and there's one after there's so many oh and there's mike i'm sure there's a half dozen more because as i looked at you know the scores in some of these games i mean there was overtime games and there were games that were decided by three points over and over again so um by far that's the biggest rivalry there's no question about it um we all have a hatred for the jets i think every dolphin fan should have a hatred for the jets and if they don't then uh then they're not a true Dolphin fan. You know, I, I'm going to throw that out there. <laughs> Let them have it, Lewis. <laughs> Get with the program or jump off the ship. Exactly. You can't, you can't like the Jets in any way, shape, or form if you're a Dolphin fan. It's just that simple. You know, I don't even like looking at money anymore because what, what is the color of money? Uh-huh. <laughs> Jet green. Exactly. I use my credit card all the time now because of the stinking Jet. So there you have it. All right, so moving on from the Jets, I mean, obviously, people, some people that are younger are going to feel it's the Patriots, and certainly, you know, the the past 10 years of the Patriots, more specifically than the first 10 years, there's been some great games in, in the, uh, you know, competition, uh, especially in Miami, as far as we're concerned. Uh, but even still, I, I don't think that rivalry compares, in my opinion, to the to the Jets. I mean, you know, the miracle was nice, but it meant nothing. You know, these games with the Jets were all meaningful games. You know, people were winning and losing their division based on those games, you know. Absolutely. So that, that's, that's what makes the difference to me. You know, the game has to mean something. And, and more than, you know, knocking them out of home field advantage, I'm talking about something for both teams. Right. And, and, you know, Mike, the, the thing has, you know, in regard to the Jets and Dolphins, it hasn't gone away. Um, you know, I mean, you look at the Bills and, yeah, we, we, we dislike them and the Patriots we hate because of all their success. But the Jets have never gone anywhere in regard to the rivalry. Whenever we pa- play them, regardless of how bad we are, uh-huh. I, you know, I, I just look forward to those games on the schedule every year, regardless. It doesn't make any difference. So all the Jet fans in our stadium. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's, you know, and that, that of course, adds a ton of it. I mean, you mentioned it earlier that, you know, when you have a lot of transplants from New York down here, I mean, it makes it all that much better when you're at the game and you're just going, you know, at these people. And I mean, I'm a New Yorker and I just can't, you know, I can't deal with them, you know, especially when it comes to the Dolphins. I mean, it's on. You know, bring it on, buddy. I don't care whether we were born in the same city or not. You know, we're we're a whole different. It's a whole different situation when you're down. When when we used to go down to that Orange Bowl and there were a ton of Jet fans around. I mean, the yeah. fights and everything that transpired. Yeah, I too was born crazy. in New York, but I left there at eight years old, so I wasn't much of a football fan at that point in my life. But. Uh... You know, I'm, it doesn't really matter. Look, you know, we're Dolphin fans, and I don't care what other color you wear. If it ain't our color, it's the wrong color. I agree. Uh, now, you know, speaking of that, Kirk, uh, we've had some other rivalries, I mean, outside of the division. Who comes to mind? Well, why don't we start off with the San Diego Chargers? Okay. Um, we've had some really good games with them. 
Mike, we were lucky enough to be down there for that one playoff game. Yeah. It ended up uh, not going our way, that 41 to 38 yeah, game. Was that lucky? I guess I, it was lucky because it was probably visually and, you know, from an exciting standpoint, the most exciting game I've ever been to. Uh, yeah. And visually, you know, just the Orange Bowl and a packed crowd and, you know, the energy. I mean, people talk about the energy of the Bear game at that Monday night game. But I'm here to say that that Charger game was every bit as intense from the crowd perspective after the first quarter. And, and it, at halftime, the place was crazy. It was nuts. People were cheering the entire half. I've never seen that before or since. And uh, it was just a it was just a crazy place to be at. It was a wonderful, wonderful time up until the end. I mean, you know. Uh, but as a game, we'll never forget. And I'm sure anybody else that was there or really watched the game will never forget. Yeah, when you're when you're down 24 to nothing, before you even know what hits you, and you know we get within what 24 17 and a half, and we had that that Tony Nathan hook and ladder, right? Went right past us, and and you felt a different energy. There were so many highs and lows in that game because oh, throughout yeah. that whole game, we had chances to win, and you know, and and we, we had chances, chances, they had chances, and you know, I was I, I'll tell you what, I was literally exhausted when we left that stadium. I was literally exhausted. It was like I was on the field. I mean, that's how emotionally tiring it was. Yeah, was, I cried after that game, guys. I mean, that was one of the that was the one game that I honestly was I was depressed for a week because of the simple fact that, you know, we got so far down as you mentioned, and you're like, All right, well, this is done, and then all of a sudden you come back. And we had three or four opportunities to win it. You know, between fumbling and missing field goals, we had an opportunity to win that football game. And when it was all said and done, you know, the great it was a phenomenal game. And as you you look back on it and you reflect, you know, you realize it was one of the greatest games ever played. You know, it, what sucks is the fact that we were on the short end of it. But uh, just there were the so many players that game that had career games, and that's what made it so great. Right. Yep, yeah, one after another. Winslow, yep. Strzok, yep. Uh, you name it. And and that is a good one. Tight Kirk. ends on our side, right? Uh, Hardy and, and Rose were both phenomenal that game. Just Daryl Harris had yep. a great game. Yep. Tony Nathan had a very good game. Yeah, there it was all over the place, Mike. Um, the defenses on either side didn't have great games. Or did the kickers at that? No, <laughs> the, know, kick, the kickers certainly did oh not. Oh, my God. What they? I think they missed a total of five field goals between them, if I'm not mistaken. Something could be like wrong. that. Something like that. I know we missed two, right? Yeah, it was we, I, either, two or three. Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, he missed two late. I know that. But yeah. uh, well, One was blocked and the other he missed. The good thing that came from that is the next year that Chargers came in with the same team in the playoffs, and we yeah. had another home game, and we destroyed yeah. them. Yep. Arns Barga put a great defensive plan together and they just annihilated them. And, um, you know, over those four years, you know, it was a nice little rivalry, Kurt. So that was a good one that you mentioned. You know, from 1980, you know, to 84, we had tight games over and over again, with the exception of the game I just mentioned. I mean, uh, we lost 24 to 21 to them at home in overtime in 1980. And in 84, we lost at in San Diego 34-28 to in overtime. So there were some really, really solid football games. They were very, them. very evenly matched teams. I mean, Arnsbarger just got the best of fouts in that, in that route. But, you know, for, as far as they were just evenly matched teams. 
They were. They were one of the few teams, Mike, that put points up against the Killer Bees, though, and yeah. they did it. Yeah. You know, that was their time frame right there, and they did it. You know, they put points. You got to give them credit because they did something that other they teams were, were probably not the of best doing. offense we had seen up until Marino came in. Agreed. Oh, without in in the league at that yes. point. Yes. Yes. I mean, you look at their running backs, Brooks and Muncie, and then you got Chandler and Joyner and yeah. Winslow. I mean, yeah. it just kept coming at they you. They were tough to stop. Absolutely, and they had a great offensive line too. So yeah. they were they were a very good football team on the offensive side, no doubt. Lewis, can you think of another rival? Another rival. Well, obviously the Bills come to mind. I mean, that's a division well, team. Well, a division. Outside the division. Oh, outside the division you want to go. Okay, so we'll go with Kansas City. Well, you know what? Let's go with the Oilers. I like the Oilers because it was a very short time frame, and this this won't take long on, on any of our <laughs> ends. I mean, yeah. you know, between 78 and 79, we had that Monday night classic in Houston where they were, you know. Another they, wonderful game that we lost. <laughs> Love you, Blue. Just another classic, 35-30. We fall on, you know, we, we were on the short end of that one as well. And Earl Campbell, I mean, that was his night. He just, we just couldn't stop him. I yeah, mean, he, Campbell and Greasy both had career nights that night. They did. They did. And, the, the, you know, the interesting thing about that game, Mike, was that they did a pretty decent job on Campbell in the first half. But in the second half, he just went off and we just couldn't, you know, we just we kept coming back and coming back and coming back. And in the end, he broke that long touchdown and beat us. Now, and there's, then there's no shame in losing Neural Campbell. No, no, without. And that team was a very solid football team, too. It was a team that was going to the championship um, you know, a couple of years there and the Steelers kept knocking them off because the Steelers were just incredible. But, you know, Houston, people forget how solid that team was on both mm-hmm. sides of the football. Yep. You know, we went on to lose to them at home 17-9 to the following year in the playoffs. And uh, we lost to them 9-6 to in 79 as well. We had a loss to them. So we played, you know, we played them extremely well. But over that short time frame, they got the best of us. And it was a nice rivalry. It was a team that I did not like at all. Oh, yeah. They stole our point. fight song. They were waving blue pom-poms to, to right. fight our hankies. I mean, yeah. they were really kind of slimy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They kind of stole our song. Every Yeah, absolutely. You know, it looked like you know, it looked like the Orange Bowl in the early seventies, only indoors. Yep, and, and blue a, instead and of white, a, and a powder blue. Love you, <laughs> yep. blue. Love you, yep. blue. Yeah. Yep. No, we don't love you, blue. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Kirk? You got one? How about the Oakland Raiders? How about them? How about some old school Oakland Raiders? Uh, we beat them in nineteen seventy three. We beat them twenty seven to nothing in the AFC Championship to get to the Super Bowl, and then a following year. I think we're going to go to the Super Bowl again in 74. Do you have to bring up that game? We, well, we have to bring up so that, that you know our members understand what these games, they go back and forth. I mean, the overall record was 2018-1. Uh, and one. So a so couple Lou, of games. Lou, Lou told you a, a game he cried after. That's the only game I cried after. Uh, <laughs> I was 14 years old, man, and that game tore me up. Yeah. I, I was stunned. I couldn't believe that that happened. Yeah. All those Dolphins around that Raider you know, in that end Dolphins zone. and Benny Malone took the lead with – uh, I guess just over two minutes to go, and uh, uh, Stabler drove him down the field, and we all know what happened after that. But you know, it was it was miserable. It was absolutely miserable because we knew Kickzonk and Warfield were leaving, and uh, you know, we knew that was going to be the end, and that that really sucked. It did. Yeah, that was that was a rough one. Those games between the Raiders and the Dolphins 
in that time frame from like 1970 to 74. I mean, you know, the, the games were battles. I mean, they knocked us they out were. of the playoffs, our first playoff game in 1970. And then, um, you know, we lost to them. 12 to 7 and 73 they broke they, that they streak were, they right? were a nemesis they, they, they were. were they were a nemesis back then they were they were but um you know uh we got the best of them in that one playoff they bro- game they broke our home winning streak they broke a lot of streaks <laughs> yep they did they absolutely did so it, you know it, it it just would have been nice to see if that stupid world football league didn't come about you know how many of those those uh, games we yeah, got back to how many you know, Super Bowls? What I mean, would have happened to Belichick if he lost his three best players? You know, <laughs> during their dynasty. You know, it well just, he just it, did. It was so it, <laughs> well, yeah, but it, they're at the end stage of their careers. You know, I'm talking right in the prime of their careers. It, it was horrible. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're right, yeah, we're right ahead, in the Kurt. middle of, of really good football there with uh, with those old you know those old time powerhouse teams, and we we're right in the mix with them. Yep. So it would have just been nice to see, you know, have them battle and not have that kind of stuff happen. But, you know, it, you deal with what you're dealt with. In regard to those guys, Kirk, I, you know, Kick was kind of near the end. Um, he didn't do much thereafter. Zonka still had a couple of years in him because he proved that. Well, yeah, he was playing the 79. When he came, right. He came back for us in 79. He played for the Giants for actually, I think, two or three seasons. Yep. And uh, he would have been somewhat valuable to us. Um, but, you know, Warfield was near the end. I mean, you got to remember, he started his career with Cleveland. And um, after he came out of that league, Mike, I don't think he came back in the football. He retired, didn't I he? I think he went to Cleveland. I think he went back to Cleveland Did he? maybe for a season. I'm not positive, but I think that's what happened. Maybe. But, I mean, they had, um, you know, and then we can move on from this, but they had guys in place to replace him. I mean, Nat Moore had already got playing time. Right. They drafted him in 74, the year after he left. Right. And he was in play. No, the he, year he was leaving, actually. The year he was yeah. leaving, right. So Nat Moore stepped right in for Warfield. And uh, Boulash and Benny Malone and those guys were there, and they did a really good job for a short time for them. Uh, where our issues lied and where we wound up, going downhill pretty quickly was on the defensive side where we just lost so many guys to injury. And even in that season that we're talking about, we had injuries all year. Mike, if you can, you know. Well, yeah, I'm that's sure why remember. we lost the Raider game. We had people yeah. in the secondary that didn't belong there. Oh, yeah. Jake Scott got hurt in the cor- over the course of the game. But over the course of that year, Mike, you know, as I watched some highlight films and stuff, I totally forgot about all the guys that went down that year. Yep. Zonka lost games. Everybody lost yep. games. Warfield and, lost games. <laughs> yep. And the fact that they were still right there was just awesome. But they were getting old. You know, that time frame in football is is a very short time frame. And um, the following season, you know, it just, you know, it just didn't work between losing the guys and all the injuries we had on the opposite side of the football that was eventually, you know, uh, our downfall for the most part, you know, as far as uh, going in the mediocrity for a year or two there before we started building back up. Yeah. Got any others? Uh, yeah, Mike. I mean, there, there are others. I mean, you got, you got the, uh, the Chiefs. That's who, a good one. You know, the Chiefs are, you know, the few games that we've had against them in the playoffs have all been classics. Uh, going back for, to the Christmas Day game, longest game ever, 16, 16 well, you, you and 14. Gotta, you got to frame that a little bit. The Chiefs were defending Super Bowl champions. 
Uh-huh. And yep. uh, nobody gave Miami a chance to compete with them in that game, and Miami did. And, you know, they were coming from behind, and I guess they actually had to come from behind three times in that game. In Kansas City, mind In you. Kansas City against a team that was better than they were. I mean, they'll flat out tell you that. In cold weather on Christmas yes. Day. There yes. was every possible thing. You know, when you look to that, you were like, there's no chance of this taking place. And they went there, and what a classic game that was back and forth. Um, I, I still, saw, still the longest game ever. Incredible. And there was, I think, 15 Hall of Famers in that game. Yeah. Between the two teams, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a crazy number. Yeah, that's exactly the number, including the coaches and uh, one of the uh, Lamar Hunt, I think. Yeah, one of the owners, right? It just absolutely incredible game. And then uh, you know, you go up to that uh, ninety-one playoff game where uh, Clayton caught the ball in front of Albert Lewis with no, you know, really next to nothing left on the clock, and they beat him seventeen sixteen. Uh, we were at that game too, Mike, and I'll well, tell you yeah, what. But you skipped one, you, you know, to open the 72 season, we had to go right back to Kansas City. Right, right, right. And at the end of 71, we had closed that stadium when we finished that game. Mm-hmm. And they tore it down and they built a new stadium, which they first played in. Mm-hmm. And we were the, ho- you know, we were the hosts mm-hmm. or co-hosts or whatever, however you want to say it. But, uh. <laughs> Anyway, so we, we ended up, uh, you know, playing them in the first game of 72, and that started our unbeaten streak. And, of course, you know, they, they had still wondered if they were good enough to compete with the Chiefs, and after that game, they knew they were. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, they, there were some classics. Uh, I think Montana's last playoff game was against us, and we beat them down here. So there were some really, really solid playoff games. Um, so I wouldn't say that they were nece- they're necessarily – a big time rival, but playoff time and the playoff games that we've had against them have just been absolute classics. Yeah. A lot of our games have been meaningful games. Yes. Real meaningful games. And that's mm-hmm. always fun. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Mike interrupting the conversation for a moment just to let you know about our Facebook group. It's Miami Dolphins number one, 2020. That's a group that is full of special Dolphin fans, uh, guys who are knowledgeable, uh, ladies who are knowledgeable, people that can converse without insulting each other. And right now we are running a special. You can join uh, for only $25. Normally it's $30. So that gives you a $5 discount uh, off of admission. Now, that's going to include all the games, contests, and uh, giveaways that we have. We have a suicide pool, we have a weekly picks contest, we have a trivia contest, we have uh, drawings for prizes, so it's a lot of fun and we hope you'll join us. If, you, if you'd like to, uh, just go ahead and uh, message me on Facebook, uh, just look for Michael Fink, that's me, you'll see my dolphin avatar, and uh, we'd love to have you join us. Uh, back to the conversation. I don't have any others that you guys haven't mentioned that I can think of off the top of my head. What about the Bills, Mike? They have not been discussed yet. Nah, you know, you know what? I've never considered the Bills a big rival, and that's why I haven't discussed them, with the exception of the Kelly Marino contests. Gotcha. Gotcha. When else have they been, you know, I mean, I, okay, a couple of years with Ferguson, but, you know, just it's been so infrequent that they're just there. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, Marino's first game – that he ever started in, and uh, we wind up losing at home to Ferguson and the Bills. Right. Right around there, I started to 
have a hatred for him, even though we came out of that game extremely happy because of what we saw out of Marino, Clayton, and Duper in their first starts. I mean, it was just it was crazy day, it, crazy it, day. It was just a fun thing to watch after watching Woodley and Woody Bennon and Andre Franklin running the ball 30, 40 times a game and us scoring 17 points or 14 points a game and winning football games that way. I mean, this was something that we had never seen before. It looked like Dan Fouts and the yeah, Chargers you, had you come were, to You were always a turnover away from losing the game, you know? You were always one mistake away from losing the game. And, and now with Marino, uh, you know, mm-hmm. when he was on his game and when they were playing well, you could route anybody. Right. They were putting a lot of pressure on the other team's offense to keep up with them. And um, – that was key. But, you know, over the years, you know, after those four Super Bowl years by the Bills, which, by the way, we, you know, three out of those four years, we split games with them, which people really don't realize. I mean, it was a big time rivalry. And yeah, we lost some playoff games to them up in Buffalo. Uh, we lost a championship game to them down here as well. But yeah, well, I, w- the- I would give them credit for keeping Marino out of the Super Bowl. Yeah, you're probably right. At least once or twice. Yep. Um, I would say that, but you know, with all that being said, you know, even on their Super Bowl run years, like I said, they split three out of the four seasons with the Bills, and the Bills weren't losing a lot of football games over the course of that period, and uh, it was an accomplishment to beat them. And a lot of the times, you know, you're going against a, a, just an outstanding defense with Bruce Smith and Daryl Talley and Cornelius Bennett, Shane Conlin, it goes on and on and on. They had great football players on both sides. I, I always felt they were they were a, a better team than we were. We were a good team, but they were a better team. And uh that's just the way it that's just the way it broke down. On both sides of the football, absolutely. They yeah. had a ton of weapons on offense as well. And um, you know, by that point, you know, we were rebuilding a defense solely but surely and it is what it is, but you know the Bills are right behind the Jets in my book as a team that I detest. I always look forward to the games against them. I think I've seen more Dolphin Bills games here in Miami than I have any other team over the course of you know the have you? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. The Jets are close, but the Bills because of all those big years, Mike, when they were you know Super Bowl teams and we were somewhat competitive as well. I mean, every single year. I remember being to a lot of Jet games with you. I don't remember that many Buffalo games other than Marino's first game. I'm sure I was, but they just don't stick out in my memory. Yeah, they both do. I mean, I I guess they're both, they're they're pretty close. But over the last 20 years, I've probably been to more Bill games than I have Jet. So Mm -hmm. that's fresh in my mind. But anyway. That could be. That could be. I Mm -hmm. mean, I know we were at Jason Taylor's last game together. At Jason Taylor's last game, yeah, there, there was there was a bunch of them. The game, I remember a Monday night game on the very first play where their running back went 80 yards on the very first play of the game. And uh, for the life of me, I can't think of his name. He was a really, really good running back. It was when Ferguson was there. Uh, Kelly had not come up. And then after that, we just McNeil? annihilated No, that's a Jet. He, he, Freeman McNeil was a Jet running back. I thought you were talking Jets. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Bills. Very first play of the game, guy ran for a touchdown, and um, we wound up just annihilating them the rest of the game. But anyway. That, uh, that 1993 championship you guys are talking about, the week before we beat that other rival, we beat San Diego 31 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you guys were at that game. I happened to be at that game. And yep. yep. Knowing we that we were going to have – Home field advantage against Buffalo. I thought that was the year that we were going to beat them. 
Uh-huh. You know, I really thought we were going to beat them, and uh, it was just depressing to see what Thurman Thomas <laughs> he basically just took us down with that that kept that little screen play that they kept running to the left. Oh yes, yes, yes. And we couldn't stop us. We couldn't stop that that play. He ended up with 166 yards in that game. Yeah, and he was just a, a dolphin killer. We got out coached. I hate to say it, but we did. I mean, every single time Marv Levy came in with just a little tweak, just a slight little tweak to their offense. Um, I remember one game up in Buffalo where they kept doing end arounds to Tasker. And Tasker had like 60 yards rushing on us. And it was something that if you look at the Bills, it's like, do you guys really need to add another element to your offense when we've got a deal <laughs> with Andre Reed, James Lofton, and Thurman Thomas? <laughs> right. you're, you're throwing guy, Jim Kelly, you're throwing guys at us. No, now you have to bring Steve Tasker into the mix to the mix. And it but it was great because he knew that Shula was going to be prepared. He was going to have the defense prepared, and he was right. going to have to throw a monkey wrench at him, and he did it over and over again. So I credit him. You know, he was an outstanding coach, he Levy, was. and and that was that. That you're absolutely right, Kirk. You hit right. You hit it right on the numbers there. That was absolutely crucial to us losing those little screen passes to Thurman. We just couldn't stop it the whole game. Yeah, Levy was an outstanding man too. You know, not yes. Yeah. I put him right up there with Shula. I mean, obviously, he didn't coach as long uh, for Buffalo, but, uh, you know, the same type of person. He was just an outstanding human. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, very likable, even though he yeah. was uh, the, the Bills coach. Yeah, I mean, you respected him. You didn't necessarily always like him because he was kicking our butt, but, you know, uh, as, as a person and a coach, he was someone to respect, let's put it that way. Agreed. So, anyway... Uh, you know, we talked about the Jets. We we talked about the Bills. Is there anything to say about the Patriots? Yeah, I want to talk about that. Uh, it, it, the snowplow game, maybe? <laughs> I, I want to talk about that snowplow game. Okay. I, I have to because it, it, the, the game was up. Well, obviously, it was up here because you're not guys are getting the snow. We know but, exactly where it was, yes. Yeah, yeah. We lost We lost three to nothing. A um, couple of things when I looked into the game, which I thought were pretty cool, was that Shola actually got a hold of the commissioner, Pete Rosell, and tried to get that that score changed. He tried to he tried to get away with that. Well, he was I've never seen him more upset. Yeah, because that was that was bad. And that was a, a weekender. Like you, you know, like a jail yeah. uh yeah. Little, a jail right. DRP or whatever, day reporter. Yep, yep, yep. work exactly. release. Exactly. Yeah, he work was release. Work. And yeah, uh was. the interesting thing I found out about that that game was that at John Gillette Henderson, Stadium, I think his name was that, Yep, they had that snowplow in their uh, in Gillette Stadium in their little museum there. Uh huh. Tells you their tells you their morals right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. The they, only good they, thing is we came back and got. I I just remember going in and after we got that revenge and beat them up. I remember running to my mom. Uh, she was in a bedroom and I go, "Mom, we beat them. We got them back. We got them back." She could care less. Uh-huh. But <laughs> as far as as far as rivalries go, you know that little bit of kind of stuff. If you if you if you have a, a team that you just dislike and you lose to them, it should hurt you a little bit. You should be mad and frustrated. That's how you know you have a rival. Mm-hmm. You know, some games you you lose, you expect you you don't think you're going to win. If you lose them, it's like whatever. But when you lose to the Jets or the Bills or the Patriots or something like that, that that's got to hurt a little bit. You got to you have to feel it, of course. And they're it. all rivals. I don't mean to suggest that they're not because they're in our division. They're rivals. But if you ask me, the biggest rival is the Jets. The Jets, oh, without are, a doubt. Yeah. 
The Patriots are up there, though. There's no question. Yeah, oh, they're oh. third behind the Bills. Exactly. Right behind That's what the I Bills, have. right. Exactly. I, I think that we've gotten a little soft on the Patriots, all of us, because we assume that we're going to lose every time we go up to New England. So, you know. Yeah, kinda, we do. I mean, because you know, we lost like, what, 18 out of 19 or some, it, something like that? Exactly. <laughs> and, um, you know, so we've kind of gotten soft on them. And not only that factor, but the factor that we've beaten them so many times down here, Brady and Belichick here in Miami. So we kind of look at them in a a different view, so to speak, you know, because we just have done the same thing over and over again, it seems like for the last seven or eight years against them. But they're a definite rivalry. And I'll tell you what, you know, I think the teams are very evenly matched going forward. And starting this season, we're going to see some extremely, extremely competitive games against them. Well, that's and, what I'd like to see, yes. you know, on a consistent basis, both here and you know, here and away, you know. Yep. Because uh, that that's how you make a rivalry. You know, the games have to matter to both teams, and uh, they they have to be significant games, and that's that's what makes a rivalry. That's what makes you hate them, you know, because they take something from you, or you take something from them. Exactly. Let me let me run this by you, Mike, because you just you just said something that I was thinking about as far as uh, you know you want the games to matter. Now we had right. a member that had put something out that uh, in order to have a rivalry, you have to play meaningful games. Right, and I agree with that to you know to to a certain extent because we have teams like the Jets and teams that we're playing that the the games weren't meaningful, mm-hmm. but because you had established that rivalry with them every time you play them. That's still a rivalry game, even yeah, if it doesn't. That, sure, if it doesn't but it matter. doesn't have the same significance. You know, it doesn't have the same impetus. You, you, if you're going to the game and you expect to win, that's not really a rivalry. You know, you, you, you know, there, there has to be the suspense there. There has to be the doubt there. There has to be uh, a hatred, but yet a respect for the opponent because they're good. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, but nowadays going forward, are we ever really going to see this? I mean, in regard to rivalries, because players jump ship so quickly once their contracts are up and things change so quickly for teams. Well, yes. You know, I mentioned that earlier. earlier, I said Mm -hmm. they they, they have toned down a bit because of free agency. You know, Jason Taylor, for his career, hated the Jets, of course, until he went to play for them. Right. You know, but these guys who had played their whole career – with the same rivalries, and that does that does change the uh, thought process. You know, Brian Cox hated the you know the Bills. Mm-hmm. Why do you hate the Bills? Because you know they they spit on him or threw whatever they threw at him every time he'd walk into their stadium, and that builds up over time. So you know, if you don't have that time for those things to build up, then obviously the rivalry doesn't have the same effect on you. But hopefully, you know, the veterans are teaching the rookies that, uh, you know, the, these are rivalries and these are these are teams you have to take seriously. And uh, they're going to like you a lot more if you beat them. Absolutely. How did Thurman Thomas look in a dolphin uniform? <laughs> out of place? Real, really out of place, right? Yeah. I didn't like him. So it's just like, you know, just like if, if Tom Brady would have came to Miami. We can't right. root for that. They sure seem to be rooting for him in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. He's in the NFC. Yeah, but here's the we'll thing s- with them. You know, with them being out, the division is open, and some of these rivalries might be renewed now because these games are going to start mattering again. 
Yeah. You're not just playing for your second second in the division or a wild card. Everybody's battling it out now for that division. Well, yeah, with all these teams having new quarterbacks, I do think you're going to start seeing uh, some growth within the division of all the teams. Yeah, you've yeah. got four young quarterbacks yeah. now running the team at some point. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, at some point, Tua, we assume, is going to take over. Um, and um, you're going to have four young quarterbacks. And going forward, they're going to have a lot to say and who's going to mm-hmm. be at the top of this division. That's right. So it, it, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Yeah, it'll be fun. I mean, I really do think we, we are approaching a fun time. Hopefully it works in our favor. You know, hopefully Tua is as good as anybody else, if not better. Uh, we'll see when he gets the opportunity. So is there any other rivals we want to talk about, Kirk? Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. So We've got we to talk about them a little bit. Um, Wasn't he more of a rival to Marino? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say that. But uh, one of the games I wanted to talk about was the the uh, 72 championship game. Okay. Um, the, the week before, they just beat Oakland on that immaculate reception with Franco Harris. Right. And I'm pretty sure that they thought that, you know, they were going to go to the Super Bowl. And we went up into Pittsburgh and, and stole their thunder from them. And well, they had them. every reason to think so, right? They were at home, and uh, that, that stadium was packed, and you know, and you know, the game started, and <laughs> Terry Bradshaw fumbles into the end zone, and they recover it for a touchdown, and they had to think it was going to be their day at that moment. Yeah, and it, and ever since, I mean, we you, you did that thing where you you had put the uh, the wins and losses from like '66 to '02, and then from '03 uh-huh. to present. Right. And in the early days when it was, you know, the big time rivalries with them from 66 to 02, uh, we won 11 games and lost eight. And since then, they beat us seven out of nine. Uh huh. But the, the series record is uh, 15 and 13. Right. So that, you know, that goes both ways. And there's some, some games in there that uh, we did well and they did well. But one of the games that really pissed me off, and it probably pissed you guys off too because I couldn't understand it is uh, Roethlisberger fumbling into the end zone down in Miami. And, and we come up with the ball. There's a big pile. We come up with the ball, and then the refs tell us that there's no way that they could determine who recovered the fumble. Yes, I remember that. You know, they're the, well, they're the kind of games that, that fuel the fire a little bit. Yeah, I you mean, know? really gets you pissed off at the referees more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, because I think I also heard yeah, that they, they were the on the plane. The, the referees were on the team playing with the Steelers. Yeah, well. But just one of those, you know, just one of those other old old time teams when we were growing up that, you know, everybody was in that mix and, and old time tough football. And I, I just thought that we would, you know, we should mention them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they they beaten, <laughs> they took our lunch money a few times. Let's put it that way. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've had our moments against them. Certainly Dan Marino can talk about that and the uh, championship teams can talk about that. So, you know, it goes both ways. So, yeah, I would consider them a rivalry to a point. Yep. Lewis, any more? I think we got them. All right. I think we bet went above and beyond to get I think them. so, too. Guys, it's been fun. Got a good Pleasure time. as always, Mike. Pleasure as always. Until next week, I'm going to say fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. Fins up. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network.
Social Podcast Network.